0: You're listening to Inside of You with Michael Rosenbaum. Hi, folks. How are you? What's going on? Holy
1: crap, man. Hope everybody had a good
0: weekend. Nice and long. Yeah? What'd you do, Ryan?
1: Well, you know, this last weekend I was sick, so I couldn't really do much. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
0: That sucked, man. You feel... You're better now. I I feel better. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you kind of looked like a bit of a smacked ass when you came in because you were wearing a, a... you know, it's it's around Halloween now, so it's the uh, yeah. you have you were wearing the It, the Pennywise
1: costume. I was Pennywise recently in a sketch on YouTube, yeah.
0: On a sketch on YouTube, would you can check it out. Where can I check that out? Uh, it's on the Warp Zone YouTube channel. Check that out. You'll check out Ryan. He's Pennywise, and he had to wear these contacts. He'd never worn them.
1: I hate, it. I hate contacts. Dude. I don't know how you do it. <laughs> I don't know how you <laughs> do it. I'm
0: wearing them now, but I'm still not used to them. Uh, you know, a lot of stuff going on. Uh, you know, the album's been out for about, uh, I don't know, about a month, maybe. And uh, that's really about it, man. In Love with Michael Rosemont and Chris Sullivan, as you know, is airing every Monday. So make sure you subscribe and write a review. Uh, we need you. Today on the podcast, we have Joe Lettriglio. Uh, If you don't know Joe, um, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, he's amazing. He's hilarious. I've known him for a long time. There's a couple of moments here in this podcast that I know... I was transfixed on what he was saying. And so was Ryan. It was just really, it was powerful. It was, it was simple. Yeah. Powerful.
1: It was applicable to a lot of things.
0: (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. it was, it was applicable to a lot. It doesn't matter if you're an actor or whatever. What he says is like, sometimes we're jealous of this, whether it's a neighbor or you're, you know, I'm, you know, I'm jealous because, uh, you know, my buddy Dax has way more followers and jealousy's not good. You know, you're just like, it's like, gosh, you compare yourself to others. And he has something really to say about that. And it, it's really it's it's really uh, pretty profound you know today it's pretty interesting the first thing that he's going to get a colonoscopy tomorrow so you're hearing him the day before where he has to not eat anything and uh, you can tell he's going a little stir crazy but uh you know you've seen him on the state if you uh, if you're old enough back in the mtv years ago reno 911 so many things you've seen him in everything super bad um it, this is one of my favorite guests. I, say, I think I say that a lot, but really, uh, I've known this guy a long time, and I just love him, and admit I miss him, and it was good having him in here. I think you're going to really dig. So let's get inside of Joe Latruglio. It's my point of view. You're listening to Inside of You with Michael Rosenbaum. Inside of you with Michael Rosenbaum was not recorded in front of a live studio audience. I didn't know what the hell I was doing in the beginning. I was convinced that I should do a podcast. Someone goes, you right. got a good voice, you know people, Yeah, have a podcast. So I didn't want to do it. And then I did it thinking, okay, maybe I can make some money. And then I realized, wow, it's not easy to make money in a podcast. A, no, everybody imagine. has a pot Yeah. What happened was I probably would have quit, but one day I just started to become really vulnerable. Uh huh. Really? You opened up like really? It was therapy for me because I realized the way I was living was not honest. I mean, yeah. I think everybody thought, "Oh, he's got his shit together. He organizes everything." Yeah, you know, he was on
2: a hit show. He's always working. He's doing this. He got God. The guy's always. He's so happy. Well, I'll say this. I'll say that already. You're an affable guy. You're a friendly guy. You're a warm guy, and you love conversation. And you know people. I mean, that's those are the type of people that should be having a podcast. You're also. Uh, generous and curious to other yes. qualities yeah. for a good podcast. <laughs> so here's to you on your 90, well, 90- well, hey, whatever, uh, whatever episode.
0: Thank you. Joe mm-hmm. But it became vulnerable. It became like, a, I felt like I had purpose. That's why I do it. I, I do it because right. I really love to talk to people and find out, how they get through they face adversity how do they get through it right what do they do what makes them tick you know people see oh what are you doing now oh you're doing brooklyn 99 oh you're a big star you're but they don't know your journey
2: and i sort of know your journey sure
0: i know the shit that you went through
2: well i'll I'll say i'll say this that i I don't do uh, a lot of podcasts i often get self-conscious about it but i also like to see uh my friends and i haven't seen you in a while yeah and isn't that funny like I find this goes back to the guys at the state and everything. You grow up, you get older, they have kids, you have a family. And you're like, how can I see more of them? How can I see my friends? What if they have a podcast or we work together? And then you're and what then suddenly forced what, to see them. <laughs> I, I I have to. I can't. If, I just can't I, meet them at Jerry's Deli. If, if I don't, if I don't show up, I don't get paid, and I have to see them. Let's hope they're a guest that,
0: star on Brooklyn Nine Nine.
2: That, that would the be only perfect. Way. It's so convenient for me. What am I gonna do? Text email give me a break it's, it's the only way i was anxious to see you haven't seen you in a while yeah, it's and been a while. Uh, so i was excited about coming here you know matt Talking ballard the journey matt
0: ballard just texted me like five minutes before you showed up our good friend matthew ballard i went to college with him we got naked at college we did the cherry run ballard is now a family man he's he's doing really well he's doing something with rob McElhaney. yeah always sunny great guy great guy. guy that everybody loves and you guys always all the guys from the state Show Walter and marino and the whole Wayne. game everybody always michael ian black oh you guys and i noticed like wow he became friends and i, and I knew you guys yeah. we all knew each other did you used to i steal meet, money did me i meet you
2: through ballard i've been uh, i've been no i don't really. think so no i the think whole, i knew you first maybe i think you did and and remind me if i'm wrong it was through mtv were we at mtv or was it even before mtv it was around
0: there where you guys were doing the state And if you guys out there listening don't know who the state was, look up some old videos, find it. Because it really, all these guys' careers, like David Wayne, Michael Showalter, they they've gone on big, hot, what American? Tom summer. Lennon, Tom Ray, Lennon, Ken and, Marino,
2: Kerry Kenny. You, a yeah, lot. And of, if you don't know, if yeah. you're
0: thinking, I don't know those names, I know. Look them up. Look those names up, and you're like, holy crap, that guy's hilarious. This guy's hilarious. Oh my god, look what he did. These
2: guys all started together. They met at uh, New York University. New York University. Some of us were in film, some were uh, in drama, but now we old. You say trauma uh so, i meant to say drama but we maybe some trauma com- i'll tell you because this- you're from queens right I'm that's from- why you trauma well well i'm thinking about trauma can i tell you can i tell you why <laughs> some did comedy some did trauma this is i'm thinking about trauma right now because and all this is this is why it's amazing that i'm doing this podcast inside of all right me. When you're at. tomorrow i'm getting a colonoscopy today <laughs> i'm in prep I can't They're eat anything. Inside of you tomorrow, right. yeah, Doctor schwartz No, no you're inside. Ins- of you. That's right. I got two two people coming at me now. Have you done that yet?
0: Uh, here's what's also funny. It's just, I guess it's because of our age. We just talked about our age, but you know the 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 age just went down. Two years ago, I went in to a gastroenterologist. Uh-huh. I can't pronounce. Is that yeah, right? I don't know. Too that, long. Just say just gas. The, ass the, the Ass guy. And I I went to him because my buddy Harlan Williams, you know Harlan? Yeah. You know, Harlan's the, uh, if you guys don't know, he's uh, he's been on the show, the the dumb and dumber guy. Hey, you guys drinking out of some of Grandpa's cough medicine, are you, bud? (laughs) So he said, you know, I went to the uh, the ass guy and I got a colonoscopy. You should really do it. I was worried and Mm -hmm. checked out for polyps and stuff. I didn't have anything. I'm clean. You should probably get. So he has peace of mind. I went to see this ass doctor and I sat down with him and he looked at me and he goes, you know, I'm, how old are you? And at the time I was like 44. He goes, yeah, you know, most guys don't get this till 50 unless there's some things going on. Yeah. And then all of a sudden I read it in men's journal or something like a year ago, they've knocked down the age to 45. That's right. So now I'm older than that age. Yeah. So now I'm going to go get a colonoscopy. There's a few of my friends that want to go get it. We might want to document it. Uh huh. You know, go together. Yeah. Shit are our faces you going to use footage off. that they take? Um, I yeah. don't I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if I, but you know, they say the worst part is the night before when you're just unloading, unleashing.
2: Yeah. That's tonight for me. That's you're that's doing that tonight. Yes. That's So what I'm do saying. you have to do? For, so by I, the way, this is good for you guys to hear because it's important. So many of your listeners are of this colonoscopy is, age. I'm sure. Well, this
0: is health, regardless if you have <laughs> yeah. a husband, a boyfriend or you're, you're sure, whatever, whatever you it is, know this. this is Joe's However doing this
2: tomorrow. What are you doing tonight to prepare? What are you doing well, today? Well, today, you know, it's just a clear liquid diet guys. I get no breakfast, water. uh, I can have coffee, tea. The the instruction booklet says nothing red or purple. Now, do I drink Kool-Aid? No. Maybe some of you out there would. Or or popsicles. Do I have a lot of red or purple popsicles during the day? I don't have any. I can't remember the last time I had one of those, but I certainly can't have them today. Uh, Clear fluids. Clear fluids, chicken broth, You know some you know beef bullion broth. How hungry are you right now? Not that hungry. I don't eat breakfast that much anyway. But I'm I'm, glad this this podcast wasn't at like four. That would have been. I would have been hangry. It's going to be tough later for me. Yeah, I'm glad we got you. When I get when I go to my therapy session at five, that'll be interesting. Right before. I wonder. I haven't had any anything to eat. You still go to therapy. Still no, I just I just kind of started a few uh, months ago. Marital yeah. problems? Uh, it, it it's everything. Your whole life, yeah. It, it's everything, isn't it? Yeah. You, you See how I just jump in there? Marital problems? Marital issues? Who says that? I don't know. So anyway, that's happening for me tomorrow. So tonight, all fluids. You'll all be hangry, fluids, You'll and go to sleep. You'll you wake up. Well, you have to take this liquid oh, stuff. Yeah. At like you know, right before you go to four hours before you go to bed. What is that? I I don't know, but from what I hear from my friends that have done it, it just tastes terrible, and it just makes a shit. I mean, that's, you know, clears it out, clears out the pipes. So, you know, I kind of have to stay indoors.
0: Did people prepare... Ryan, you're laughing. Is this one
2: of the... It's funny. funny. It's funny. This is Ryan, by the way. This is my engineer, Ryan. No, it's funny. Like, you have to stay... You can't
1: really go anywhere.
2: And, you know, a friend of mine just was gonna have a screening tonight and i'm like i want to go and he's like actually you know we may have some it's pretty tight you you really want to go like, i really do but it might be good that i don't because dot 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 so uh yeah because there's a
0: lot of reasons one i have to have the very back row aisle one <laughs> right if you can't get me right. that seat i'm not coming yeah yeah or it's, going
2: oh yeah that's right that it's important i get. i didn't want i didn't want to put that pressure on him Ryan's too young.
0: Ryan here is, uh, how old are you? 31. You're 31. So oh, you don't even yeah, have to think of this right now, right? Yeah. You no, know, I got some time. Do you get prostate exams, Ryan? Uh, no. Have you ever had a finger in your buns? Well, that's different. You have had that? No. You haven't. Have you, Joe? Sure. I've only had one in my life, and I had this conversation with a lot of people. Oh, because a lot okay. of guys will tell me they have fingers um, in their prostate. They have prostate exams. And I go, no, no. My doctor says it's unnecessary now. You can just do a blood test, check your PSA, and you're fine. Mm. But I'm hearing back and forth things like that. So I actually went to my doctor. I said, look, I'm, I'm a little, like, uh, I don't know, sensitive about this. Like, yeah. you, you have not put a finger in my ass. Yeah. In the 20 years I've known you, I don't <laughs> like th-
2: I, we You've we've, we've known each other a long time. How come no finger in the And blood?
0: He, he goes, do you want one? I go, not if I don't, if you really don't think I need one even if you don't need one is it that bad i had one right before i had back surgery once and there was no need because i'm like i'm having back surgery not ass surgery right so the guy says mr rosenbaum we're gonna you know i this is protocol so if you could bend over i want you to know that don't be embarrassed some Uh men some men not all men but they occasionally ejaculate (laughs) <laughs> and, I, and I told him if this happens, I'm going to jump eight stories to my death out That's this it. window. This of happens. shame. Of shame and embarrassment. Could you imagine? You're, you're there as a straight I, guy or would, a gay guy. Yeah. And this old guy puts a finger in your butt and you unload on this cold that'd, hospital floor. That'd be tough.
2: It's just not personal. It's not a personal, intimate moment that no. you want to have, that you want to remember, really. You know? Yeah. You, you want something with a little bit more uh, ambience.
0: Yeah. <laughs> 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 <Do> tomorrow, <laughs> t- tomorrow. do they, um, do they? You, you wake up and what time's your procedure?
2: Uh, I think it's around one, and uh, I got to be there around twelve thirty. I'm going under the gas. Oh yeah, oh the gas is a gas, or can they actually Your choice? Put you under? You you're, want gas, or you, take, uh, or you could take, uh, or you could take uh, the heavy duty drugs. You don't like that? Well, I, you know, it's not that, but I'm told that, or I was warned that you might not feel pain, but feel something, and I, I don't want to feel anything. I, I don't need to remember this. Just like go in there, tell me what's go- tell me what's up, and I'll wake up, and then you tell me. And and so uh and so I'm going to go with the anesthesia. Oh you going with anesthesia. so you can go anesthesia or gas. No no, the gas being the anesthesia or like like uh like you know opioids like uh oh. narcotics that they just like intravenously I want to be out. I want to be out. Out. I want to wake up and go you weren't in my ass. Yeah.
0: I don't think you were. You can't prove it.
2: Yeah. Yeah, you, there's <laughs> You collect, yeah there's yeah show me pictures no yeah. oh, oh there they are oh yeah, yeah you were in there yeah you were there okay Schwartz. fine you know are you nervous a little bit i sh- i shouldn't be i i never used to be nervous about stuff like this and i'm not really very nervous but i had surgery before like adenoids out tonsils when i was a kid and it, needles don't scare me but like i don't know if it's you get older you have more to lose. You're enjoying life more. You have a kid. And, yeah, I have a kid. Eli. Eli. Named
0: after Eli Manning. <laughs> Stop it. No. You're a Jets fan, aren't you? Yes. Yeah, I oh, remember that. It's let's the one not thing even talk about on. that
2: right now. I almost, I almost, we almost named his middle name Jet because of that. Thank God we didn't. It would just, it would have well, been Well, you incredible. could have told
0: people it was after a
2: wing song. Well, the thing, well, a wing song. Jet. Uh, oh, that. Yeah. Oh, okay. And yeah. Jet. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Well, yeah. you know. We decided that at the end of the day, when I hear the name Eli, I'll probably still think of my kid and not Eli Manning. See, before the kid comes, hear <laughs> Eli, right. I think of Eli Manning. But now that Eli is here, I'm going to think of my son. Right. Uh, so that was quickly, that fear was quickly washed away.
0: Right. Um, all right. Look, we've talked about ass for the first 10 minutes of the show. I mean, mm-hmm. look, I've known you for a long time. We talk about the state. I remember those days when... You were always so humble, so fun to be around. I just felt comfortable around you. Just a genuine guy. You've always been so genuine. And I always said, you know, I always thought, God, I, I, I want that guy to keep, you know, oh, that's uh, nice. doing mate. well. I, well, thanks. Like, you I, are. You're just a genuinely good dude. And you're so funny. And I remember watching the state and going, God, this guy's so funny. You just got to. just. And it, I remember you struggled. We all
2: struggled, but we like, struggle. But like you.
0: Yeah. For years, right? Your way. People yeah. think, "Oh, Brooklyn Nine 9 He did Reno Nine, uh, not Reno Nine One One. Yeah,
2: Reno Nine One. That's kind of
0: hard to say. Reno Nine
2: One One, Brooklyn, Brooklyn Nine Nine. I play a lot. Of, I played a lot of cops. One that's really nice of you to say, Mike. And uh, it's the you know the struggles real for a lot of people for many of us actors. But I try to surround myself with uh, good people. That was the first step, and uh, and try not to take it too seriously. But it you know it was nice to uh have the success i had but you know there's some bitterness there there was some comparing myself and some jealousies along the way that you have to kind of you know eat up you know
0: did you ever resent like in the beginning going thinking you know one of your buddies your peers i think we've all gone through it it's like no, he's I, doing so well it's like why can't he just give me a lift why can't <laughs> he just fucking why can't he drop me off the 23rd and 4th oh, you me, know he's
2: give me a ride no, me I'm a a little- <laughs> Give me Just give me a lift to, I don't know, a nice series. but I, Something, <laughs> yeah. right? I mean, you
0: there's no way, like, I have friends that, you know, when I was on Smallville uh-huh. or Impastor, you know, I was filming in Canada, so they would hire all Canadian locals. And, mm. you know, sometimes I'd have people audition or something. I didn't have that choice. Like, it's not like, you know, Impastor finally was a thing where I was an executive producer. I was like, hey, I want my friend, whoever, to come up. Yeah. I want my friend Troy to do this. I want my friend Roger to come up. Yeah. I want to... If there's a role, I want them. Even if it's not that big, I want them to be a part well, of. Well, that
2: I would do if I ever had, if I was ever a creator or producer of a show. I mean, these are things I'm trying to do. Um, but that's that's when you give back, you know. I, I think uh, that's great that you did that. You have to do that. But what, yeah, but you know, I
0: haven't been. I've been a creator of things that haven't aired. So, right. or have not even been shot, just I sold something. So that's, you know, when I did my movie, even, yeah. I remember I directed this movie back in the day and it was just like mm-hmm. a raunchy, lowbrow, fun comedy. And I was like, right. Ballard, get a, you know, you're yeah. flying out. Sarah Giller, you're flying out. Joe Spina, you're flying out. Uh, yeah. Whatever I could do. My friend Jay Ferguson, who's on Mad Men. Oh, he already had a career, but i was like, please do this role. Anybody, any of my friends, I just wanted to be in the it's movie.
2: So, it's so satisfying, isn't it? It How is. How good do you feel? Like we, uh, we years I mean, five years ago, me and Michael William Black created this show called B. Which was like Judge Judy meets like The Sopranos, and the, and the bit is it takes place at like a butcher shop, and um and you know the 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 guy uh, um, I'm forgetting the character's name, but Chris Maloney played him um, would set all these neighborhood you know in skirmishes. Like uh, yeah, I went over with a uh, nice craft beer over to Johnny's like Super Bowl party, and then you know he wouldn't let me have that. He hid the beer, and we had to drink his like Bud Light shit. And you know I feel then he kept the craft beer, you know stuff like that. Right, and so. And and I invited Bauer, did some, and a lot of my friends that you know are so good, so talented, but just haven't gotten you know that chance yet. It felt awesome, like and and I I feel that's important. I think you got to look out. I think it I think it is important,
0: and it's also hard when you don't have a lot of the you know, especially like when I was on Smallville, and I had a lot of success. I just remember going, I know what they want. They want these pretty boys, and yeah. these pretty girls yeah. on the show, and they have to be Canadian. They can't afford it because. You know they're cheap and they you know unless it was like it just was like uh you know and you're like you're on a hit show dude why right. can't you get me on smallville it's like if you look at it everybody was young except for me yeah like everybody's young and there's yeah. my dad lionel luther and yeah but there wasn't a lot i could do right. i i did and try also, you
2: weren't a producer on were you a producer no i wasn't yeah. a producer so you didn't have that level no. a lot of it is this kind of misunderstanding of how the business works and how the power, you know, structure works and the hierarchy. And cause you're like, Oh, you're on Brooklyn. I just like, put me on. I'm like, believe That's me. Not how it works. I mentioned you to Jewel Bestrup, who was a fantastic cast You director. mentioned me to her? Um, I have not mentioned you. That's that oh, really I awkward. You were, I thought you were talking. It's really to me. awkward that you asked me that. I, I'm now this so is weird. Sorry, Joe. Fine. All right, Rosie. I'll, I'll talk to her. Unbelievable. Oh, <laughs> so, anyway. how does he do it? How does he do it? <laughs> but yeah, but like you know, you have to go through these certain channels, uh, and I do. I do. And
0: by the way, Joe, you want to come on the show? Would I come on Brooklyn 99? Nine? Yeah. Uh, you mean a hit show that you're on? That's I don't people know. love. I, I
2: don't know. When I, I do, do it? it? yeah look, some people are I very just, selective and I am their careers. so look I am and selective in You're, terms you know. of like
0: I just don't like it. a lot of people go "Why are not you doing I go you know what I just want to do my own stuff and I yeah. want to I unless it's like obviously if it's something that I just you know Jensen Ackles he's the lead on Supernatural okay and he emailed me last night he's like dude call your fucking agent and get on Supernatural it's our last season and I'm like you know and, and it's so nice because this is a huge show huge fun he's got like eight million people and I'm like you know, in my head, I'm like, I I love Jensen, and I love you know, love the show. I yeah. love I'm, I love supernatural shit, and I love the fans, and the fans are great. So I'm like, you know, if it's the right thing, um, I I would do it. Of course. Yeah. Are you kidding me? I'd be lucky. Um, but yes, so well, we'd a... be lucky to have you. So Dude. I'm gonna phone
2: your name out. to uh, Are you Joel kidding Dixon. me? I'd yeah.
0: love it, even if it was like something fun and quick. I don't give a shit. I don't have an ego with that stuff. Just come and be funny. Egos are tough to keep in check, aren't they? Dude, I've been learning about ego. Yeah. I've learned. I've really. You know i've talked about this but you don't know this but I, I went off to a wellness center for three weeks
2: well i listened to some of your uh, oh, uh podcasts. so i must so have talked per- peripherally i do but not <laughs> right. a lot but you were talking about meditation i just started that a few months ago uh as well for do the you first do it time. every day i do it every day um for 10 minutes uh I'll, I'll i've missed you know sometimes i miss a day or two but it's been uh it's been very very helpful how do you feel when you miss a day uh guilty Yeah,
0: isn't that something it's like it's like a routine thing. It's like I I try to express it to people. But if you're doing something like everybody goes, oh, I wake up. I drink four cups of coffee. Oh, I wake up. I have a cigarette. Oh, I wake up. I do this. I go now. Imagine that you feel like you have to do that. Imagine you you break that routine. You don't do that. You know, you quit a habit takes 21 days. Imagine a new habit. Mm -hmm. And now you're going. That's what happens. It's like I hate meditation. I hate meditation. And then two weeks in, I'm like, I have to keep doing that. Yeah. And now it's today's 96 days straight. I wake up and I do 20 minutes and I cannot miss it or I feel like a failure. That's and that's so a good routine now. Yeah. Even if people think, oh, well, I don't know how my mind's racing. I'm like, motherfucker, look at me.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's funny you say that because that was an intimidating thing for me starting meditation as well because you're like, how do you meditate? What do you got? I got an got everything's gotta be quiet. No, and then you know, I was working with Zap, uh, I was listening to this app. Um, I thought you were gonna uh, say you are listening to Zap Galifianakis. <laughs> you know with I'm listening trauma. to, to uh, Galifianakis' meditation tape and it's wonderful it's wonderful <laughs> you know what uh, wait I want I'm going to let you finish this. you got to finish yeah. this but I
0: I really want to do he knows this I want to do a meditation app I want to do my voice yeah. like because but and I want to like talk about what I'm too. thinking yeah like I, it would be shit like this Joe I want I want to hear yours too mine would be like all right listen if you're like me you know your mind is going nuts right now I should take a piss before this thing. I should probably, uh, I don't know. Wash my face. I should brush my teeth. My breath is so bad right now, but listen, listen, nothing matters right now. No one's smelling your breath. I want you to just, (laughs) my nose is a little, it's not clear. So that's why you're hearing that. You know, that's like a truck in the distance. I would listen to that, but it's just like, I I
2: would be like, I am thinking those things. How does this guy know that? What would yours be? I do. Well, uh, I think my, they're all, it's always deep, right? But it would be, let's sit down. Let's find a comfortable place. Let's concentrate on what it feels like to think about what you're going to do later. Wait, don't do that. Breathe. Did you make plans to have lunch don't think that either. Just out all these like to, to keep <laughs> sabotaging the meditation a little bit.
0: Inside of You is brought to you by Nutrafol. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement with over 1 million people seeing thicker, stronger, faster growing hair with less shedding. And look, hair thinning impacts a lot of us myself included. In fact, over half of us will experience hair thinning at some point in our lives. It's not only common, it's normal.
1: Join over 1 million people who are doing something about it with Nutrafol. Nutrafol helps support hair growth from within by targeting possible key root causes of thinning, stress, hormones, environment, nutrition, lifestyle, and even metabolism. Does the craziness of everyday life leave you stressed and shedding? Since
0: having kids, have you started seeing a little more of your scalp? Has menopause impacted your hormones and your hairline? When it comes to thinning hair, there are many possible root causes at play, and Nutrafol
1: helps address them through a multi-targeted, whole-body approach. While many supplements rely solely on ingredient studies, Nutrafol clinically tests final formulations to ensure their efficacy.
0: In Nutrafol's own clinical studies, 72% of men saw more scalp coverage after taking Nutrafol men's hair growth supplement for six months. And 86% of women saw improved hair growth after taking Nutrafol women's hair growth supplement
1: for six months. While many supplements rely solely on ingredient studies, Nutrafol clinically tests final formulations to ensure their efficacy.
0: In Nutrafol's own clinical studies, 72% of men saw more scalp coverage after taking Nutrafol men's hair growth supplement for six months, and 86% of women saw improved hair growth after taking Nutrafol women's hair growth supplements for six months. Take their hair wellness quiz at Nutrafol.com for a personalized hair health plan based on your specific possible root causes.
1: With Nutrafol, getting help building a hair growth routine is simple. Purchase online, no prescription or doctor's visits required, free shipping and automated deliveries ensure you'll never miss a day. You could see results in three to six months. Take the first step to help you see visibly thicker, healthier hair.
0: For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter promo code INSIDE. Find out why 4,500 professionals and stylists Recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com, spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com, promo code INSIDE. That's Nutrafol.com, promo code INSIDE. Inside of You is brought to you by Shopify. You know I use Shopify. You guys go on the you know Inside of You online store and you see how easy it is to navigate for you. It's so amazing. Shopify, I can't think of anyone else that would do this
1: Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered.
0: Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout up to 36% better compared to other leading commerce platforms and sell more
1: with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Plus, Shopify's extensive help resources are there to support your success every step of the way.
0: Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash inside all lowercase shopify.com slash inside now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash inside. So we talked about your, your journey when you're doing the state.
2: I mean, this is MTV back in what year? This was 90, uh, oof, 92, 92. We did a show called you wrote it, you watch it, which, uh, we were reenacting letters about, uh, from, from fans And we were doing that show. That wasn't our show. We were one of the directors on there. Uh, And then that was 92, losing all track time. I think 93 is when we started the state. Yeah, because I think I did the pilot for that show that never made it like in 95 or 96. So that's probably around the time. 95, we did the CBS disaster. Uh, you know, the see when we jumped to the network, and then that was that was like October '95. So the MTV show was like before then.
0: So what was it like? I mean, you're New York University, you're meeting all these guys, these big personalities. W- was there an immediate attraction, immediate love between all of you, where you were just like you all thought each other were yeah. really fine, and you liked everybody?
2: Yeah, there there was. At a uh, we we took each other pretty quickly, and um, I don't know. It's one of those things where you you never know why this group of people got together. I th- I think. We were all very smart, ambitious, extremely talented. Those guys are incredibly talented, and and so I feel like that, you know, people like that attract each other. And there was safety in numbers. There was like, okay, what if we came up with, you know, a, a you know a group where we can all perform and write. And so it happened pretty quickly in terms of us getting along. Of course, as you move on, there's dysfunction in any big group, and you know those dynamics start to get particular, and and everyone. Sees what annoys each other about each other, and so who was the leader? Though was there a leader? Was, there, it, w- was it David w- Wayne? Was the well, leader then? No, no. the 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 Our friend Todd Hollebeck founded the group. Todd Hollebeck was in a sketch group with David Wayne and Mo Willems. You know who Mo Willems? Is? I don't. Mo Willems is a, a an incredible and very popular uh, children's book author, uh, and he had founded this uh, sketch group called the sterile Yak that Todd Hollabek and David Wayne were in. Todd broke off from that and formed uh, a group called the new group, which ended up becoming the state. So that was, that's, and this is all at NYU.
0: Now, who did you think, honestly, in the beginning, when you first were there and like in school, you're like, this guy's the funniest. Who did you look up to? Were you like, oh. I mean, not, not to say, look, this is then. So
2: it's not like you're saying, putting, throwing anybody under the roof.
0: Yeah. But yeah. Who was it that you're like, God, this guy's going to be a star.
2: Wow. Well, you know, Ken was like that. Ken made me laugh very hard. Marino Tom Lennon was uh wicked smart and funny. Uh, although it's funny, Tom Lennon and we talk about this, so I don't feel uh, bad sharing this. Like I didn't like Tom when I first met him, Tom was very, Tom had it. Tom, Tom seemed very like arrogant to me and, uh, standoffish. Um, and we ended up going in for this, um, student film, um, directed by, uh, uh, Adam Marcus who did one of the Jason movies. Mm-hmm. And, um, we were in the audition and we just hit it off. We had a great audition. We booked this student film and, uh, we've been close ever since I love that man he's generous but it's interesting right how you meet somebody and like you don't take to them immediately and then they become really really close do you have do you have friends like that
0: yeah I also think it's it's easy for people to I don't know how many times someone has you know said either about me or about a friend of mine or somebody I know or an actor and now I've learned not to listen they're like yeah my friend Joan her friend John's friend Jim said that uh, Dak Shepard was not really nice. And I'm like, uh, why? I'm, by the way, this isn't a true story. This is oh, not a true story. No, it's not a true story. But like, you know, and uh, I'm like, why? Oh, I don't know. She said she went up to him to get a picture and he didn't want to take a picture. I'm like, do you think maybe he might have been having a bad day? You think maybe he was in a rush? Was he eating? Was he Yeah you know i'm a good judge of character i think that's uh-huh. a, a good trait of mine for the most part i, I meet people i'm like this person's good I, I trust them they seem like a genuine person i i my friends are better than me yeah. For the most part um but i i give people the benefit of the doubt they say so and so i go you
2: know that's well that's why you have so many friends i mean I, you what's amazing about you rosie is that I, I went to your halloween party i don't know when it was a few years uh, ago well, probably in october it, <laughs> was it last year it was at that me, place me, in and, me and my other zickle another terrific wow, character actor. we were a bunch of boneheads showing up like not in costume everyone's in costume and so i think i wore like a quint shirt or some jaw shirt anyway you have so many people that love you you should know that you should know that because it's important and it's easy to forget things like that especially when you're feeling i don't know alone or out of it not in sync not feeling like you belong like i went there i'm like look at all these guys, Rosie. That's amazing. And it's true. And I, and I was happy to be there and to be invited and that I also knew you. So it just to hold on to that, and own that because that's uh that's an important thing to remember when you, when you have those days where you're like, what the fuck am I doing again? Well, you know is what? All this? I want to
0: say, first of all, I genuinely thank you for that. I think that's incredibly kind of you and I appreciate that. The problem in my mind, it's not that I don't believe you. It's not that I don't, think they love me my friends love me it's this dichotomy of yeah of course but then i'm always organizing stuff and doing fun things and doing this and having thanksgiving and having a halloween party and doing what if i just didn't do that anymore would they still be showing would they still want to give a shit about me right they still love me and i i would hope the answer is yes i think some of them for sure i'm just like sometimes I, i worry i go god you're such a helper you're such a people pleaser you're such a like I want to be liked, you know? Yeah. And it's, you know, it's kind of like, dude, fuck, we all you want know. to be liked. True. But like, you don't, you have your family, you have your job, you have your kid, you don't go, Hey, I'm going to do this and invite all these people all the time. And right. And I am getting better at it and I've been working on myself, but, you know, and I genuinely think people care about me. Yeah. I do. That's not yeah. about That's that. Not I, an it's issue, hard right? for me to allow people in, I think. Mm-hmm. I think I just, you know, I've talked about this a billion times, but, you know, getting it at a young age, getting, getting yeah. it in life, and you walk around life and you're like, oh, I don't know if I've ever been really felt love. Yeah. Like that I was really like love. Few people, I feel
2: that way. Yeah. But I can relate to that. I relate you can? to that. Yeah. I can relate to that in that there are many times when I'm in a room and i'm like what the hell am i doing here with all these amazing people like what wh- what what's that about i should not be here and i've realized that you're never in a room you're not supposed to be in if you're in the room you deserve to be in the room period so that's helped me just take a step back uh, brack take a step bra- trauma. back trauma trauma what else, zap, what else zap so this is what happens when uh when you prep for a colonoscopy you just yeah, you can't have no talk protein anymore. in your mind right it, now ex- <laughs> <laughs> your ass exactly. is begging you to get yeah. rid of shit yes but like you have to step back and and remember that the, you're there for a reason to just accept it just own it you know and that's helped me i hear your point too about having a family right if i you know have this amazing place that you have uh with all these incredible things that inspire you in it that's wonderful, and yet you're like, well, what what else is there? what What about family? All that stuff. Like, I could understand where your where your head might start to spin and be like, what happens if I don't throw the parties? Is it just do I turn into Howard Hughes or or whatever it is? You know what I mean? But you won't, man. You won't. You won't. There's too many. You you you're a, you're a people gatherer. You have an energy to you that just people like it. So don't sweat it. Well. I I thank you my friend yeah man thank you my friend but um, look back to you back to me that's inside of you it is inside of me what else what we haven't talked about uh, what haven't we talked about well Brooklyn well, I definitely want to talk about Brooklyn, but you know that
0: that whole journey from going from the state into this like you know oh, guest right. starring on things, oh. doing things. You were always like going, "Hey, you! I remember playing poker with you, yeah. and I remember being at bars with you. Yeah, and it's just like, hey, Joe, what are you doing? I was like, oh, you know, I might do this independent thing. I don't know. Yeah, it's paying. I remember going up to you, and you're in a quadruple banger. It's called. It's four. <laughs> you know, you're staying in this thing that's what was probably the size you of a. One of those little private urinals. Yeah, you know very we've all small. been in those. And you were just mm-hmm. like, yeah, I'm doing this little bit part. I've waited 14 hours. I haven't shot yet. <laughs> and I can just tell, like, you know, you didn't sh- you sh- you didn't show up, and I knew it. Like, you're like, I just I just want something to hit.
2: Yeah, just, you know,
0: I, I just want to be able to go on set every day. Yeah. and be have a purpose. Yeah, and say I'm here to do my part and and work.
2: You wanted to work. You're starting. You're starting. This is a very uh, interesting part of the conversation we're segueing into now because what you're talking about is accepting when your time is, right? I had a a long time accepting when my time was going to be. Many actors go through that. Mark Evan Jackson just did a podcast with Brooklyn Nine-Nine, and I was talking about Brooklyn Nine-Nine in that I almost didn't go in for Brooklyn Nine-Nine. I almost didn't get Brooklyn Nine-Nine because I'd gone in, I put myself on tape for Allison Jones. Then they wanted me to come back in for a callback or a session. At that point, I was during a very kind of dark time in my career, in my head about my career, like, you know what? I've done super bad. I've done all these like little movies, like enough's enough. Like everyone knows what I can do. Like cast me or don't cast me, but like I'm tired of it. I was really, the ego was overwhelming, swallowing me up. And so I almost didn't go. And if I didn't go, I would not be on the show, clearly. More importantly, the lesson learned is that no one owes you anything. And if you're doing a job because you're expecting to get another job, you got to find what you like about it. I know that you hear it all the time. You find the joy in what you do, but the older you get, you realize that's really the truth because it put me in such a, a mood of, um, I owe this and people know what I can do and just give it to me, give it to me entitlement that it really starts to weigh you down and it starts to infiltrate you in a, in, in negative ways. And you don't enjoy where you're around. I remember Camarino. It's why he's such a great guy. His wife, Erica Yama, um, wrote this really funny digital series called burning love that uh, ken oh, was yeah, in I love and, it uh, so many funny people were in that and uh, i was shooting that and i was just in a terrible mood and like ken had to bring me inside like while we're shooting you know i didn't know disruption during the set but between takes i was just like not the greatest of moods and he's like what's up man he's like man i said ken i love you i love this this is so funny like am i just gonna be doing this like web shows like it was really narrow-minded ungrateful type of stuff and he heard me as a friend and he related and here I am talking to someone that also hadn't got his big break Ken's amazing he's in all this stuff but also hadn't gotten his break and you realize you just end up sounding like a complete asshole because you can't see your path you can't see when is your time and it took me a while and if I if I had kept in that kind of mode well then I don't get Brooklyn Nine-Nine and now Brooklyn 99 has given me a gift that is above and beyond. I mean, I have a new family. I've gone through life changes. Several of us have gotten married. Several of us have gotten, have had kids, including myself. If I had like, no, fuck it. I'm not going in. That is not open to me anymore. That's not here. And that's a very humbling place to be when you're like, ah, now I'm getting it. The struggle's real. Even after you think you've, made the big time, not the big time, but like super bad. I did super bad. I'm like, that movie was huge. I'm like, oh, well, here we go. It's only a matter of time now. Start getting the calls. Here they come. They don't come. You know, you still have to go in. You still have to do all that stuff. So you just have to keep it in check because Mm. no one owes you anything. No one's going to give you the money for the movie. No one's going to write the script for you. No one's going to like create the ideal part for you. You find it. You get it. Or just follow Or if you don't know how to get it, follow things that are coming at you, that are opening up to you, and maybe that will lead you there. I don't know, there was a a lot of that stuff going on for me about seven years ago. I don't think I've ever listened that hard in my life.
0: (laughs) Ryan, I noticed you too. I noticed there was an energy shift. What you just said was worth the whole podcast and worth it to me, and I know worth it to Ryan because that shit right there is is so vital and whether you're an actor or not it's it's It's, whether you're an actor or not and it it is hard it is hard you're right when you're the ego gets in the way the ego my fucking ego has gotten in the way of so many things where I'm like even on this I'll even talk about this podcast like now in the beginning I was like I don't know what I'm doing I don't sound good I don't hear my voice I never listen to my voice yeah but I've gotten so many responses and people's lives have changed and it gives me purpose and I love it Dax gets so many more listeners than I do (laughs) <laughs> i start comparing you start comparing comparisons it. hard why does man. he well he's a bigger star than you that's why he gets bigger listeners i know but he got the idea from what but being he, on my podcast but he also yeah but so but he's great and for some reason he's got a bigger audience than you so what and then i'm like i know no i love i love him he deserves it. i love dax he's one of my best friends but i'm i guess it's kind of jealous i'm like yeah god it is I, i'm gonna be honest i I wish I God I I love my podcast. I think I do a really good job. I think people enjoy
2: it. I I want more listeners. You know what the you know what the lesson I can have
0: more listeners. More listeners.
2: You know the lesson I learned was: as soon as you realize that there's abundance. You'll be all right with that. There's room, really, for everybody, everybody. So Dax absolutely deserves that course. that podcast. He's great at it, and you're great at this. So there's just room for everybody. I mean, that's just a bigger well, lesson. Can I borrow some you know,
0: from him? Sure. Can I just say, Dax, rent him out. Just give me 5% <laughs> of your audience. 5% of Dax's audience, yeah. come over here.
2: Just come on over. Because,
0: Let's... by the way, my fans are so loyal, and they're, the listeners are yeah. so loyal. And even like... Uh, Jen from Legendary Films, who I met with about some projects two yeah. weeks ago. I got an email from her today saying, I love the podcast. I listen to it. It's so good. And I'm like, oh, my God. So people are listening, and I love it. I'm not going to stop. I don't care if it's like nobody. As long as one person's listening, whoever mm-hmm. you are out there, I really love doing it. So right. I, whether yeah. I make a lot of money or no right. money or whatever, I'm going to continue to do this because I really love it talking to people like you, you could tell you could tell it, I,
2: ju- I just like it i'd like to do this my whole life how great is it to you know to have an intimate conversation with interesting people some of which you have a history like myself others you met for the first time it's the best you said something m- remind me of another story about comparison and jealousy it's i guess uh 90 oh no it's actually farther than that. It's in like 2000 the state is is long done i have been doing like commercials here and there you know, maybe an independent film or here, some voiceover, nothing very exciting. Um, and yet I see all my state compatriots kind of doing their working, working. Yeah. I get this audition for a movie. It's Artie Lang's beer league. I am in the audition, the casting director and I, 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 I won't name her name. says, okay, I'm going to, we're going to, you're going to slate. And then we're going to, uh, uh, you can slate your name. I'm going to ask you some questions and then we're going to go into the uh, the scene. And by the way, don't there's no improv They really, you know, stick to the script. I'm like, oh yeah, all right, sure. So, uh, hi, Joe Latrullo. Yeah, Joe. And so you were a member of the state. Uh huh. Member of states sketch comedy, met at NYU. And so, so many of your compatriots are like working at Reno 911. And some did what? How to? And everyone seems to be like working except for you. The slate is running, by the way. The camera's on me. I oh, was that all about. I'm like, well, you know, uh, I'm just trying to do my thing, you know, literally in, inside. I'm like, ready. I'm, I, I can't believe I'm furious. Like this ego and the, and the comparison is just coming at me full force now because of this question. And I just decided, well, you know, I'm just doing my thing. Um, and in my head I decided, Oh, I'm going to be improving now. There's, I don't, there's no sticking to the script. Now I ended up, uh, uh booking the part and it was, um, uh, it was it was a really good feeling knowing that when you're up against it and they're throwing, you know, egg on your face and they're just really kind of beating you just stand up come come at them come at them now in her defense I, I don't think she meant to make me feel that way i don't know she just wasn't a good interviewer i don't think she was a good interviewer and i i don't or very aware of the terrible insecurities of actors and the level of comparison that goes on with us every minute of the day so I don't I don't (laughs) I don't I don't don't, you know I'm I'm painting her as a terrible person she's not I'm sure but that was a terrible moment for me um that I came out and I rose out of the ashes
0: you're the Um, phoenix no the phoenix do you think that uh do you think that doctors look at other doctors and go I'm I'm just as good of a doctor as him I don't have as many patients yeah how, how much I is did. he making? I'm oh like, I went to. How many heart surgeries did, did Ron do? I went to the University of Pittsburgh. Yeah, where did he go? DeVry?
2: Oh.
0: I mean, I could. He went to St. John's. I mean, I think everybody does it, though, don't they? Yeah. I think every yeah. everybody, you, yeah. whether you're driving a UPS truck, it's same right. thing. It's like, right. dude, he's making more than me. I bust my ass. I work twice as hard as he is.
2: Um, <laughs> comparison, jealousy. They're just monsters, man. But you know what? Look, I still get it. But I'm just able to be like, all right, that's what I'm feeling now. You still get it, right? You let let it. You let you know that it's going to dissipate. It's gonna Jealousy, go away. Uh, yeah. Do you know what?
0: I, I I'm it's getting less and less. It really, it truly, Good. it's evaporating because I'm tr- I'm really going. What does it matter?
2: What is it? because Honestly, well, you feel like you're probably in the right place right now. I'm you, getting
0: right? there because I I really feel like when I'm 80, yeah, and I die. What does all these things matter? What does what does the house matter and and jobs that I've done? What matters is the memories and the the friendships and the things that I the enjoyment of life. Yeah. The taking, living, not going through the motions, not trying to compare, not trying to be someone, but being the best you can be, being the best human you can be, giving and trying to love and that's yeah. those are the things i'm working on so when my agent gets mad and says dude you know do you want to work again do you want to like i'm like i i am i'm writing right. a horror script right now i'm i'm pitching the script that i wrote for tv i mm-hmm. uh, i'm doing an animated series with my friend harland i am doing two podcasts this is what i want to do but yeah. that's not where the big bread and butter money comes from i go you know what if spielberg calls you let me know because yeah. i'll answer that fucking call yeah i'm lucky by the way this isn't like look dude I've said this if I am like broke and someone goes well yes I'll do anything I don't care what it is I work at Burger King to make money I don't care that's how my whole mentality was work 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 but then I got to a point where look I'm not fucking I don't have like I don't don't, Brooklyn nine nine who knows what the fuck I'm just saying I don't have the kind of money where I could just I can be I'm comfortable right now I'm comfortable
2: that I don't have to just I have to work I still have to make money. probably have some fuck you money
0: right I don't know how much fucking... Yeah, it's more... I mean, that
2: that for me, for me, you know, uh, many goals for a career, but for me is to... That's why Brooklyn Nine-Nine is just amazing, you know, is to have a great job, obviously, and and with people that you love. But, you know, you you don't have control over that. Ideally, I'd love to have a nice savings of money so, like, if jobs come along that I really don't want to do, I can say no. Yeah. I want to work on this movie. I mean, I, I think... For many actors, many for many people uh, in the in the creative arts, I think, have that goal. That's realistic. No one wants to do anything they don't want to do. I think part of the reason maybe it's easier for the jealousy to go away now is like, well, you know what? I'm like in your 20, you don't know every, everything is possible. You don't know what you want to do. And you see people doing, oh, that looks cool. That looks cool. That looks great. I don't do that. I want to do that. And you get older and you're like, oh, I actually want to do this and I'm doing it. You know, I'm, I'm writing my movie or what, and it makes it easier. Then you're not comparing.
0: Yeah. You know, I also think that you feel like after, you're in the right place after 25 years of, uh, you know, whatever. I'm 47. There has to come a moment where you go, Oh, that's not working for me. Yeah.
2: <laughs> also, by the way, and the bigger thing, that doesn't work by the way, we're all dust. That, all
0: right? That's what I was trying to say. We're all dust. That's what I was trying in the wind. Yeah. In the wind. We're all Kansas lovers. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that's what I was saying. You said it more frankly, more uh, compact. We're all, d- that's what, so what does it matter? You know what makes me feel better? Pizza. Making someone else feel good. Maybe, you know, I think we're all put on this earth, maybe to just make other people happy, which will make us happy if we're making other people happy. If we're helping other people, that's making us feel good. If you're doing something yeah. that contributes to society or humanity, whatever it is, and I think for a lot of my life, it was me, 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 show, show, voiceover, yeah. uh, travel, friends. Mm-hmm. This there wasn't that connection, and now just working with hands on and charities and working with people and trying to help people and going somewhere for four hours to and and leaving going, I might have helped someone today. I yeah. hope I did. That's that's me, I, I swear. It actually makes me tear up a little because so food on foot is a nonprofit organization that I'm a part of. It's for homeless people. And um, they are high-functioning homeless people. So a lot of times people get money from the government that are mentally ill and Mm -hmm. things. But the people that are actually high-functioning that could work and they could do, those are the people that suffer. So they don't get the money. So a lot of times you see these people on Sundays when you're feeding the homeless and you're doing these things. And this organization's great because it it says if you're motivated, if you want to be, if you want to have a job, if you want to have a place to live, you can. And that's what the organization's about. We're going to help you do that, but you have to show us that you're motivated. So just Sunday, this guy, Eric graduated the program and I'm just there and I'm, you know, and we're all, there's a hundred and something people there and people come there just to say, Oh, I fed the homeless today. And that's nice. They showed up, whatever. It doesn't matter. You're there. You're there. And they, he starts giving his speech about just saying, Hey man, you know, and he was very humble and he's just Mm -hmm. like, you know, telling about this is where I was and the what this organization did and i just i was just lost in that and in my heart that's so great i they felt part it of that. and i and i honestly had to back up because i didn't want all these people to see me kind of crying yeah so i just backed up and i just and that feeling is worth so much more right. than most of the bullshit feelings that you get that aren't even real
2: any anything you know? anything to stop thinking about yourself is a good thing I think, I mean, you know, that's a good lesson to remember. Like, oh, I got to get it off of me. It's just, you feel like a whole weight is off you. You're like, and then like what you're saying, you see this change that you're making in other people. It's such a, wasn't Letterman talking about this that I think after his heart attack, he was talking about like just how great it is to like help people. Like, it's really true. Like, Like, for instance, my amazing wife, Beth Dover, is at the federal building right now bonding an immigrant out of jail so he can get with his family. You know, she's with this organization called uh, Immigrant Families Together that will make a huge difference to a person. I mean, she's incredible for many, many reasons, but uh, th- that is only one of many things I love about her. But that feeling is like un comparable to anything like can you imagine you're, you're going to have a picture of a man that gets to go back to his three kids and his wife that are here in san antonio that he was going to get to it, i mean this What's is the real real stuff like eh, it's better than like an audition that you're going to miss or an episode of brooklyn 99 you know it, it's it's real it's it's real the struggle real, it's real you know and it's it's good to remember stuff like that i need to do more of it
0: I think everyone needs to do more of it. I think if everybody just took one day out of the week to do something, just to go go to an old-age home, go to a convalescent home, go to a, a homeless shelter, join Food on Foot, join me on a Sunday, go to a Ronald McDonald house, uh, help Echoes of Hope with Foster Youth, anything a day, and you spend three hours, and you're going to go, what am I doing? I worry about me all the time, all the time, and this is just taking a moment. You'll be surprised. You'll be
2: surprised at how good you feel. Like It is like, oh, my
0: God, this is how did Incredible. I not think of this? Yeah. Helping other people. <laughs> How have I been so blind? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Fe- helping people <laughs> well, feels good. Yeah. <laughs> hey, do you still, do you stress? Do you still, uh, on set? Do you, uh, do you, uh, when you're learning your lines? No, you, no. You, are you stressed at all anymore? No, You no, know, not your not stuff, it. you know, yeah, yeah, you yeah. are excited about work. Mm-hmm. You don't ever go, Oh my God, I'm fucking up. I can't do this.
2: No, no that no. Uh, and has that ever happened? Oh, of course. Of course. I think, uh, early in the beginning, you don't want to fuck up and you don't want to, uh, you, you think you're not good enough or you're trying to get your, your, your sea legs on whatever new production you're on. But I I mean, I've been doing this so long long. and I, and I love that I've been doing it so long that it is second nature. I I remember there was a time where I used to work for like an hour every night. I just don't have the time to do that anymore. Like I'll like, and, I do stuff now like morning of like makeup trail, look at sides and start like learning them and start thinking a bit. You immediately. learn the lines on the day of. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's more improvisational feeling? No, because it's just like such a tool now. Like like it's seven years. Like you know T V. Yeah. You get used to like how much time you'll have between shots, and like you, you know you have time to really look at it. You also know your writers. You know the language of the script. You know that they know they're writing for your character, so it's easy for you to think to that, like that character, and therefore remember it easier. Yeah. So, so true, you true. know you're not thrown like if I'm look if I get a job tomorrow where I'm playing this like dramatic role with a like, speech a, or... A, or verbiage, or even not a speech, but longer lines that have different rhythms. You'll work on. It I for need a while. to work on that. Like. I, Charles Boyle is like, you know, you know back of my hand, you know, right. uh, in a great way. And so I don't stress out about
0: how to do Boyle anymore, you know. So it's normal for me, like when I'm doing a role or it's dramatic or whatever, that I really take a couple of days to learn those lines that I have to know. They're not just like a line here, three lines yeah. here. I'm You know, if you're in a big chunks of scene and you have speeches and things like that, I can't, I've never been one to wake up, go to work, look in the trail and go, Oh, here we go. And yeah, I got it. I know those people, you, Kristen Bell, you know, whatever, a lot of people, there's something that's so stressful to me about not knowing my lines when I'm on set. There's something so stressful to me that my, maybe it's ADD, Maybe in this new drug that I'm on for my ADD, which helps me, maybe I could do it. Yeah, but there's so I'm so distracted that you know when I'm on set and there's like, oh, we're gonna shoot it now or we're gonna. I I just have to be so prepared. Yeah,
2: well, you're a hard worker. You know how long it takes to like. I wish uh, I could uh, do do what you do. Well, in Smallville, were you like that even after a oh, few it seasons? it Didn't matter
0: because I always had a lot of lines, and and I, guess I always that's a I, I, show, I, I right? but I couldn't learn them. Like mm-hmm. you know, even Jensen, I was talking on Supernatural. and Those guys, they they'll look at it and they'll have tons of stuff, and they go, "Yeah, yeah, 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 I got it, yeah, pretty good." Yeah. I'll get it on the second take. Yeah, I'm so. I mean, I think I'm so consumed and worried about failing and, Mm -hmm. and everybody looking at me like I'm not good and I'm a failure that I I'm so hard on myself that that's where that comes from. And I don't know how to change that. I don't know how to change that.
2: Right. You don't, you know, that's a great thing to know about yourself. You know, by the way,
0: I know we started late because I gave you a tour around the, the home. I don't care. Right? I mean, I no.
2: Oh, you want to do some quick uh, lightning rounds? I just feel... Did you get to everything? You know, it does, it's not about it getting into everything. It's all more right,
0: about good. life. Like, the, the moment... You'll see. You'll see how these work. But, you know, the lightning rounds. Are you sure you got everything? <laughs> uh, we haven't even... I don't you know, know. Jenna Fisher was like, do you even want to talk about The Office? I go, uh, not really.
2: Oh, that's so cool. I love it. Because everybody that. talks about The Office. Yeah.
0: Everybody knows Brooklyn we'll... Nine-Nine, Andy Sandberg, Terry Crews, all these guys. Yeah. Is there obviously you have to say the this, girls but are there
2: anyone on that set that you're just like Ugh, no are they all great yes i like i, I know it's, it's just like fun. you want the dirt but yes it's they're all incredible people they really are and i, I do you yeah. party with sandberg do There's i you party saying, with hey, them? Joe, we're friends joe they're i want like, you to come out with me tonight joe you want to go to this yeah, thing yeah well, we'll do. we don't go out a lot because he's also a father uh and you know he's got a life but like we have here's what we do so andy and i have this thing every year where we um we make a bet it used to, it used to be about the show where we're like how many flashbacks do you think there'll be this season and that was fun for a while you make like a over under on it you know and you bet for money it, for, for for money we're like steak dinner is what we do okay. and so we, we haven't done that in a while but now the past three years we've been doing like who has the worst record the jets or the niners he's uh he's saying Francisco. niners are doing well yeah, and so exactly. So, we're getting to there uh, was there was one, there was one uh, season where you know the Jets were doing it was it was who had the worst. record. It was record.
0: after uh, it was at- who had
2: the worst record, and the Jets got off to a great start, and the and the Niners were terrible. And it looked like I was going to lose. It looks like the Jets would have the better record, and then the last half of the season, the Jets tank, and like the Niners had this surge, and the Jets end up having a worse season. Therefore, the steak dinner. That is not the case this year, where it's such a joke. The bet was. Who has the better record? Jets ain't gonna do it this year. Yeah, zero oh, and four and four and zero. Oh. Um, that's our bet. That's our kind. Of, and then we go out for a steak dinner and and uh, uh, and, and talk about. It's hard everything. to
0: balance. Like you say, you're dealing with a lot of stress. You're going to therapy. In therapy sessions, what do you talk about? what will mm. you say she'll say joe how are you doing and you'll say i'm stressed out of my ass i can't stop obsessing about this movie that isn't here i don't know if brooklyn nine nine's coming back i don't know what's going on my wife's doing this charity work with immigrants i look at me i'm <laughs> worrying about things that aren't that important right i, I can't get it straight i, I'm new, I to th- it I'm new
2: to i'm new to therapy like i i, I, can't get it up. I yeah I, I i don't know really what to talk about there so i get there and i just start talking about my day and my mood and uh, you know issues like my issues are like not that different like insecurity am i being the best person i can be you know am i giving back um am i a good husband am I a good father you know all the all these all the basic boring shit that a lot of people and not boring shit but you know important stuff but there's nothing there's nothing nothing specific there's no like specific issues like i'm gonna talk about how great it was to do this you are yeah and then just gonna like why was it great i'm like well because I got to see my friend Rosie, I got to talk about some things I don't talk about often. I got to see his house. I got to meet Ryan, and then you go from there. And you know, and then I'm a little nervous about getting a camera up my ass tomorrow. I'm a little nervous about that. You'll be asleep. You know, I'll be asleep. In fact, if you want, I have an Ambien.
0: I could put you to sleep, put a camera oh, up your nah. ass, wake you up, and say, "Hey, nah. how'd that feel?"
2: I end up getting groceries at two a.m. and not remembering it. Ambien it wigs <laughs> me out. I'm do you, you take of it. anything? Do you I take, don't. Do you take any supplements any, any, or something? No, I, I'm nothing. On, you
0: don't take any Zoloft, any stress no. reliever. You don't take any... I've, I've never Have been... Have you thought about it? Like, I should take
2: something. It will take the edge off. I've never... I'm not a depressive person. I'm not. I, I, no, I'm not. No. And I think as of late, because of the stress, I'm like, am I depressed? Like, I should look into that? But I've always been a person that's pretty outgoing, enthusiastic, optimistic. Annoyingly so, I think sometimes. You know, not eager, you know, but, but I've always had like an outlook of like, hey, man, it is what it is. It's life and let's just keep... Moving on. I don't get too wrapped up in sadness because, and I'm not trying to um, demean that or demean anyone that struggles no, with no, that. That's, that's real. But like, that's just never been my disposition. And so if it was, I would definitely good be parents? taking great parents. Do you think
0: that's a good part of it? I think so. I mean, honestly, if your yeah. parents were, I mean, if, I mean, look, did they say, Joe, I love you, Joe, I'm proud of you. They do. Joe, I, they have the Mets suck.
2: They I mean, do they do all <laughs> they these have. things? They do all these things, yes.
0: So see, I think that's vital. Yeah. But look, and and again, you have to go one day in, in life, you have to say if you had bad childhood, which things happen. Sure. You have to say, all right, well, I'm my own person. Now I have that's to get right. over these things. Yeah. And I think for a long time, a lot of people like myself just kind of... Yeah, it's hard. It's hard to all yeah. of a sudden go. All right, I'm, forget all those things that happened. Forget not being having this. Yeah. Uh. So, but I'm glad. I'm glad that you're honest about that. I'm glad you had a great childhood, and
2: that shows in the person you are. Yeah. I mean, look, I, our family has dysfunction uh, for sure. But but affection was never an issue in the in the household, and letting you know what was right or wrong, or what you're proud or disappointed in is was always very open and transparent. I think that's healthy. Ultimately, it's like, do you feel safe? Right like i have a kid now i'm like my job is to love and protect this child and just make him feel safe i feel like if you feel safe then then you're going to be off you have a good start
0: i think if you feel safe whether you're a child or as an adult you're going to be the best you can be yeah i think that if i'm safe whether it's on set with people who i i respect and i feel comfortable i could try things i could take risks they're not looking at me uh funny whether you feel safe as a kid, which is most vital, yeah. to be like, hey, you know, even if I drop the ball, I'm not a stupid idiot. I don't yeah. suck. My I'm, my dad's proud. Or yeah, those things are so important. I think being safe,
2: it sets you up. It sets you up for a really productive life that's receptive to everything.
0: Well, you sure. know what? You've just earned yourself an inside of you mug. Oh, I want one. Yep, you got one on the back of it. Can you read what it says? It says. Oh, you should know this already, because you, you like you read the sides and you get it right away. You, should, you read that two hours ago. thank you for allowing me to be inside of you. that's right. I want well, you to bring that I want you to use it. It's a good mug. it's a good looking mug. admit it
2: i want i I do admit it, and I want to thank you for having me and I love you, brother. This has been great
0: what's your uh, what's your Instagram and your twitter handle
2: oh uh uh, very <laughs> Joe Latrulio at, uh, Joe, at Joe at jolatrulio for both for twitter and um and Instagram,
0: Brooklyn Nine Nine can be uh, your Brooklyn way.
2: Brooklyn Nine Nine is 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 coming out. Uh, uh, mid season uh January. The new season, season seven, will start sometime in January, and uh, it'll be great and funny.
0: It's January. It's starting. In other words, you've shot all these.
2: We've shot. We're uh, seven in, seven out of thirteen for this season. So we're we're mid We're mid shooting right now. How many episodes have you done? Total, mm-hmm. we've done a hundred and. 38 so far at the end of this season will be 143 so you renegotiated of course we did season three was that no no season after season six so you waited. i mean after season yeah after season six so after season six you renegotiate yeah so you
0: waited six seasons
2: we had to we didn't wait that's well, we the, wait, con- wait, the contract we, we, we for... after the second season we negotiated you did mm-hmm. well, well i don't think we were a in third. a position to do now that. was it hard because hit was, show. is
0: everybody treated equally or obviously as a standard? No,
2: it was uh, it was it was tiered it was tiered, it's tiered. Uh, yeah as, it's like as, joe
0: this is what we're gonna pay you and you're like uh was yeah, it, was was it like, hard
2: uh, yeah but it but not really it i works mean, it works itself out yeah it works out, it, was, it was it was it was paid well i i, I was happy the 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 women weren't paid as well, and that was wrong. and And now they are getting paid equally in the second contract, and so I think that's important. Yeah, it is important. Yeah. So, but again, the money the money is fine. But it was, you know, the money giving me a good life. But it was really about having a thing that I love doing, going to a place where. Uh, these people, we're we're in it together to do something funny. I don't know what the hell I'm talking. No, about. No, you do. No, I'm just like, look, no, man. Really. I I hope Ryan get, just rolled his eyes. He's looking up. He's, <laughs> Ryan's born by the way. Look,
0: like, Joe. I I hope someday I get to work with you because I think it would be a me blast. Too, I love. I I really love you as a human being and as a friend. And me then, too, I know buddy. we haven't seen each other in years. And you know, it's it's sort of life. But I'm like, this moment right here is very special to me.
2: That's why I came.
0: I've always liked you, and I appreciate you coming here today. And um, I love you, buddy. Thank you for allowing me to sign Thanks, buddy. Anybody.